What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Okay, my friends. We are back in business here to chit some NBA finals. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Let's welcome in Bolt. Well, myself and some of the listeners would like to thank you for carving out some time today to record the podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) Tight schedule here. (laughs) I made it work for you. That's what I'm told. That's what I'm told. Tight schedule, but we have to make sacrifices. Sure do. (laughs) Why? Because you got all the summer camps. Uh, I don't know. You name it. Yeah, everyone's (laughs) home. There's no school or anything, so... But you and I got a little personal time in over the weekend for a member guest golf tournament. Yep, we sure did. That was a blast. Took a couple uh, good nights sleep for me to feel normal. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel fine, but uh, I guess I'll, maybe one more night and I'll feel like I usually do. <laughs> we had uh, some some of the chow. The chow was good, but we, <laughs> but you and I really aren't the seafood fans. So a couple, <laughs> one of the nights I had to. We took the Uber home, and I had to call the Domino's to meet us at home. <laughs> you, you came over, you're like, have you had that rice yet? And I'm like, no, you're like, don't touch it. There's like old shrimp in it or something. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it just it has all this seafood in it. Well, because I was like, oh, there's some rice. I can eat that. That'll be cool. And then I'm like, ooh, I don't know what's in there. but I think I'm good with about 15 White Claws and uh, a couple <laughs> Hawaiian rolls here at this point. But everyone else, people that enjoy seafood, you and I just aren't the biggest seafood fans. So. No, no. So, we, so we'd so we go for the $8 Domino pizza, mm-hmm. and that thing got wolfed down. <laughs> Actually, we got the, we got the, what is it, the $7 each a medium for two. And then there was only a few slices over, left over for the next night, and those got chomped the next <laughs> night. <laughs> I think yeah. I actually had some for breakfast the next day. Yeah, the cold pizza. Uh-huh. And then it was. It was like in the uh, garage fridge. Like, where's that at? I'm like, it's out there. Like, oh, good. <laughs> Let me put a little honey on top of it and microwave it. Mm-mm. Yep. But that was good. Good little weekend for ourselves. A little golf. And the best bet hit, too. The first game that we gave out for people. Um, if you recall, it feels like it's been a little while. But before the series started, the minus eight and a half nugs. Yep. I was uh, I was wrong about game one there. I thought they might hang uh, coming out of the gates. But they couldn't figure it out game one. Mm-hmm. They then- waited till game two. <laughs> but it's not your boy Jimmy Bucks. No. Uh, I mean, Denver actually had a pretty good control in that second game. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, first, Big Max comes out firing, and he yeah. hits four, four three balls in the first quarter. Mm. And I can't remember where I was, but I, uh, I wasn't watching it live. I was just checking the phone, and I'm like, whoa, slow this down a little bit, because they came out firing. And then the Nugs go on like the 40-14 to 14 run. And I go, there it is. Good night. Mm. And then the Nugs let him back in it. That was incredible. Yeah. Jokic was was getting a lot of points for himself, but he wasn't getting the assists going. Right. So anyway, he got the triple-double the first game because that was another best bet that we gave out that he averages a triple-double. And then the second game, so right between the two games, he's only missing three assists right now. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of what I said before it started. I go, it's it's going to come down to the assists because he's so big, he gets the boards and the points is a pretty no brainer as well. It's whether or not he's going to get those 
quick little dimes. I, I love that one hander when like they throw it to him and he never it doesn't touch it with two. Dude, is it, he auto in the paint? I mean, he is automatic mm-hmm. when he gets it down low there, and he just does that little shot that you're talking about, just a little flip, flip. No, I'm talking about when someone passes it to him and he catches it with one paw and it never touches the other hand. Oh. He passes it with the one hand before touching it with the second hand. Okay, so it's just like a, I guess they call it a one timer in hockey. It's like the boom, boom. It's like <laughs> the defense can't even react to it. <laughs> like it comes from like the left wing. He's at the free throw line, and he just one hand taps it to the guy on the block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sweet. Well, he's money in the paint. Like, I was watching, I'm like, I don't think this dude misses. Like, when he gets it down in the dotted line, you know, like where the charge line is, Mm -hmm. if he gets it anywhere remotely close to that line, good night. Two points. Yeah. It's almost like a little awkward flailing back sometimes, but it's like he always hits it. Oh, like Literally ninety five percent of the time, he he's knocking her down there. Right. Uh, our friend, the Grant man, actually, he went to the game again. He sent the video of the crowd before. Holy cow, were they going nuts? Um, the town was rocking, but the Nugs let him down, and it wasn't Jokic, obviously. How about Pope, dude? Do you want to foul some more people when they're shooting the three ball? Yeah, dude. I heard today. He fouled to the point where he gave them himself 14 free throws because he fouled three guys on three-pointers. There's nine free throws there because this guy doesn't know the basic fundamentals of not running into a jump shooter. (laughs) Holy cow, buddy. Yeah. You're in the NBA, and you're coming at someone flying 1,000 miles per hour like – Break it on down. Let the guy fire it away rather than, you know, fouling him, putting him on the free throw line. That was a joke. That was super frustrating. I think he got Jokic like the elbow tap on that one, you know, it was from the three. Yeah. It's not smart. But yeah, you said our boy was there and then uh, one of his boys, Big DiCenzo, (laughs) goes, uh, I'm not missing out on this thing coming to to Denver. Right. So you want to say where his seat was? Well, you were going back and forth, so I don't know if, if that was legitimate or not. Was he literally on the very top row? Well, yeah, he sent a picture, and he he's as high as you can get. And was it for seven hundred fifty bucks? Seven hundred and fifty bones, and he's married. So I think you I think you might have thought that was for the two tickets, and I go, no, 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 that's for the one ticket in the nosebleed. Seven fifty. Would you pay that to, just to say you're there, dude? Because you can't. Even if you know every player on their team, you still wouldn't know who's who because you're so far up. Yeah, I'm, I remember back in the day, like a, a Warriors game, we were up top, and it was it was like the Sprewell era, and you are you're looking at the jumbotron the whole time. Yeah, no, it's it's silly bird. The one thing you can see, kind of like like a football game, if you're up high, is you. You can kind of see things develop, but yeah, you don't know like the guy's number. No, 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 no. It's not worth it at all. <laughs> I mean, especially now when the TVs are so legit that you feel like you're right there. There's no way I'd, I would pay seven fifty to be up in the nosebleeders. Plus parking, plus a couple brews, I mean. <laughs> plus an hour and a half to get out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that was legit. <laughs> I saw my squad. <laughs> uh, there's some people that would do that, though. That's all right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, game two, when Denver got control of it, it, then it came down to that start of that fourth quarter. And then it was big Duncan Robinson's turn to kind of lead the little, the charge. Yeah. He fired up the two threes right away. I think he had like, he had eight in a row for him. He had 10 in the quarter, but it was just kind of just the momentum shift. Well, so here's the thing. It's incredible. Are you ready for this stat? Okay. So during the regular season, the Heat were the 27th worst three point shooting team in the NBA, hitting 34%. Okay. Now in the NBA playoffs, they're number one at over 39%. And in game two, they hit 49% of their three balls. Mm. Yeah, it was 17. What was it for? Was it the, the, 17 for 36? Yeah, I mean, your Check math. my math. Yeah. But uh, you hit 49% of three balls in the NBA, you're going to win the ball game. So that's just been what's been going on with this squad. Like if they if they hit their three balls, I mean, that's basically most teams. But even like even Denver, Denver shot 30, 37% from three ball. So they still shot it well, too. But 49% and then both teams from the free throw line were lights out again, too. So might be a little foreshadowing to the best bet a little bit later. Mm. We'll get back to her, though. Yeah, I mean, Miami, they pop into that zone, you know, and that that's kind of what throws things off sometimes is what people like to speculate on. I mean, Denver's seen a bunch of different things this year. I'm sure they can handle some adjustments there, but it kind of took out Murray and Porter Jr. really got taken out of game two. Well, big Porter June, one for six for the three ball. Statistically, like talking about the zones over the NBA season, the Denver Nuggets were actually number one team against the zone in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys aren't knocking down shots. I think they just got fat and hungry again. They're like, this thing's over with. I mean, they were rocking once again. And then just to let the team come back on the road, Jamal tried to get it going a little bit late there again. Yeah. I mean, Jokic ends up with like what? 41 or something. Yeah. 41 or you got to back 10 off that and, and then get the assist up to like the 10. So <laughs> just so he doesn't get as winded and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's probably their strategy. They're like, listen, you know, we'll let this guy go one-on-one and wear him out a little bit. No, yeah. I mean, dude, every time, like, someone goes off like that, like, it show, they show the win-loss record. It's never as great as when they have, like, a more real, well-rounded game. Nope, that's totally true. Um, how about this? The Heat entered the playoffs 125-1 to to win it all. It's the longest odds since the 1976 merger. Hmm. I mean, that basically means loads of people thought the Heat were going to win it. But I got a stat that goes against the Heat big time here. Game one winners, which obviously was the Denver Nuggets, wins the finals 70% of the time. Oh. Yep. And so I kind of did a little research here, and I was like, huh, I go, where was there a squad that was about minus 200 to win at the finals? Because that's what the Nuggets ended up being, minus 200 to to win this year's finals. And so I went all the way back to 1991. You could probably guess one of the teams that was in that finals. Mike J. Yep. I give you serious props if you can tell me who he played, the Bulls played. 1991. Was it the Lakers? Ooh, nice job. It sure was. Well done. It was it was the Lake Show versus the Bulls in 1991, and the Bulls 
were actually uh, minus 200 to win it against Big Magic, and it was MJ's first finals. So I took a little gander at it, and the similarities here, or that I'm the possible similarities, is Chicago won the first one, and then the Lake Show wins the second one on the road. So you're like, we got a ball game here. And then MJ goes, no, we don't. And they win the next three in a row. Mm-hmm. Peace out, four to one. <laughs> so, you know, we might, we might, we still have the possibility for it. So I think the Nugs, so the Nugs are favored by two and a half going into this ball game. Well, when the Celtics came into town to play Miami every game, it was at least minus three each time. So that's kind of interesting. They're not even giving the Nugs as much props as the Celtics. So what do you think about this game that's coming up in Miami? Yeah. I mean, for, they space these things out so much. It's like well, you got, really got to wait for them to oh, get back in action. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get a game going here. Holy cow. Right. I think Denver bounces back here. I mean, it, it's nice to go home and get the home cooking in the crowd. I just I think they'll adjust to what happened in that fourth quarter. I still think the Heat will get another game out of this somewhere. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's, it might be 2-2. Two, two. I don't know if Denver will get both down there. Uh, they, and they don't go 2-3-2 two, two anymore, right? They go 2-2-1-1-1, two, two, one, 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 I think is how they do it again. 2-2, two, two, yeah. 1-1-1, one, 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 right. Because they used to go the 2 then the 3 away, but they thought they kind of don't like doing that anymore. Yeah. So, sorry. I was cutting you off there. Go ahead. Well, I think I think Denver comes out and rebounds for this next game. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you there. I think uh I, I I mean the Nugs played good, you know. I mean, it's just that the Heat were on fire. They started the game on fire and they ended on fire. How about this? How about in the fourth quarter, the Heat shot sixty eight percent? Okay, and I mean what would you consider like a good shooting percentage? So people have a reference here for that. I mean, fifty. Like if you shot fifty percent, you're balling. Yeah. I mean, if your team's around over forty five as a team, that's pretty darn good. And they were sixty eight percent. So basically, they were on nuclear fire <laughs> and barely won the ball game. So, but yeah, it, I mean, they were on fire, and then Denver just looked sloppy. You know, especially those first like eight minutes, they they couldn't even get like in an offensive set. It was just <laughs> turning the ball over. It just it wasn't good play there by them. Well, it was the role players. Yeah, you know, I mean, actually, Jamal, I think, kind of shot shitty from the field too. But dude, the Joker's like, come on, guys, let's get this going. Mm-hmm. But you know. And then Malone, you know, the coach for the Nuggets kind of comes out in the press and kind of lets them know that that was crap and the effort was crap. I think he was kind of pointing the finger there at Big Porter without saying so much. Well, you know, he's sending the message through the media instead of the locker room like this isn't cutting it. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on, guys. Well, I mean, what was interesting is for the lifetime of the franchise of the Nugs in game ones at home, uh, they were 18 and three. Um, straight up. So that's another reason why we liked them there. They had still, and then game two, they still hadn't lost at home, um, you know, for the whole playoffs. And then they take the L. So I think they kind of got hit in the face and let's get ready for them to ball. Mm. But that's not the best bet. (laughs) I heard uh, 
Jimmy Jackson, you know, he's he's a commentator now, but he NBA guy for a long time. Yep, for the Dallas Mavs. Yeah, he was he was saying he you know he had some time in Miami, which I couldn't really remember him in Miami. And he went to Ohio State for college. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like oh three. He said he was in Miami and he was starting, getting a lot of run. He's like Riley was our coach at the time. Yeah, and Spolster was like film guy then. But he's like, I was a free agent that summer and, and would still go back to Dallas in the off season. He's like, everyone talks about the heat culture and, and how they run things. He's like the big part of it's obviously Pat. And then the owner just lets the guys that are in charge run it. But he said, Pat gave me the call as the free agent and was like, look, you know, love having you know, you're the free agent. He's like, we're drafted a couple of young guys here. Want to give them some run. He goes, probably best if you just found somewhere where you can still start. You know, I know you got some left to your career. Hmm. He's like, dude, appreciate the call, Pat. He's like, you know, if you want to come back and, and have like a, a bench roll, we, there's always a spot here for you, too. You know, you're welcome to come here. But I'm just letting you know, go find a starting role. Maybe get some more chips somewhere else if you can. Yeah. He goes, such a stud. You know, they're just honest and upfront with everybody. There's what people like. The players really like. He was. They drafted Dwayne Wade and Karan Butler were the two dudes. So he's like, I probably made the the better call to not go back there, <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially with D Wade or right. Um, yeah. Well, and then of course Riley had his success at the Lake Show before. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, they respect you, but I think that's like kind of what Bob Myers did with the Warriors for for the twelve years was their relationships and the honesty with the guys. There's none of this behind the scenes kind of backstabbing and trading i think they tell you what's going to happen if they're going to do it yeah people appreciate honesty Mm -hmm. yeah no i know the the heat i think this will be i mean i'm really curious to see what happens here like of course the heater at home people are going to be juiced one thing to factor in out there ladies and gentlemen is remember the heat uh, they went straight from Boston, as you brought to our attention, mm-hmm. uh, into Denver, right? So they haven't been home in like a week and a half, okay? So typically you think, oh, wow, this is great for them. But guess what? Think of it this way. My experience doing this and, and doing it, following it throughout several sports is actually when the players go home after a long uh, time being gone from, from their house, there's actually a huge letdown, and I'm sure people can uh, imagine and appreciate this because once you get home, the lady goes, let's start with the trash. Here's the kids. Let's get your ass in gear here. <laughs> That's what I, I told you at the, the member guest golf tourney. We had a little lull there. You know, Some people went home and showered and then would come back up. I'm like, I'm just kicking it here the whole day. Like afternoon wave to the evening like if i go home you're kind of stuck right yeah you are let's enjoy the time here (laughs) so so my guys enjoy their time on the road too yeah and so now they have to get back so it's kind of like a little bit of a distraction so you might see a little a little lull here for them and so it'll be interesting to see that i mean dude these guys are used to being on the road year in and year i'm just telling you guy listen i'm telling you from a betting perspective that when teams are on the road for a long time and they come home they usually are a little flat that's all i'm saying my boy Jimmy goes, hey, I'm getting the hotel room. Leave me alone here for another week. Well, he needs to. Big <laughs> Jim needs to. I mean, you had a solid point that obviously he's the focal point, so they're trying to take him away and stuff. 
but you know, he, he needs to, he still, I mean, there's nothing wrong with 21. You know, I think Bam and him both had 21. It's just not like, it's not the 42. So well, people are like, whoa. I, I get it. So, I mean, what were they calling him? I think I was using the same name. Playoff the, Jimmy. I think I was using the same name at the golf tournament, like Big Timer. Hemi Buckets? No, like, we're just, I was just big time. I just, <laughs> I just, when it's time to show up, I show up. That's like Jimmy, but it might have been a little premature for the nickname for Jim. No. Yeah, they're like, oh, when the playoff starts, Jimmy, Jimmy really gets going. I mean, he plays well, but come on. Well, you also need someone to kind of just point to as like the main dude because they're having such a good run here. Yeah, 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 that's who, true. But who Bam, Bam's balling. Somewhat. Well, I mean, he is, dude. I, I think, you know, the guys that are knocking down the three balls, of course, is huge. But, I mean, Bam's like, he's holding he's holding fort down in the middle. It just seems like if I when I watch the game, he seems like the guy that's like the difference maker for the Heat right now. Like put it this way, if you take that guy out of the lineup, they're toast. Toast. Yeah. Well, you got no one to kind of get the long arms up and d up. Well, I'm just and you know he's the guy that's grabbing the rebounds, dipping it down low, getting the crowd rocking. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you pulled him out, seriously, in my opinion, he'd be the last guy you'd want to pull out if you're the coach. Yeah, they don't really have much, uh, like, a big dude to throw down there on Jokic if you take him out. Dude, Kevin Love? I mean, come on. The gray hairs kicking. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. Like, get the chippers and get the die going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone needs to have a chit with him about that. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> you know, there's people like Thunder Dan, Dan Marley, who used to go to the tanning salon before the games. Right. You know, Dan knew what was up. What do you think if, uh, I mean, they keep throwing Hero's name out there. Like, he might... J- join this Dude, party here so. how long have we been hearing that right well they kept saying the finals but it's like yeah if it's not on this homestand what are you waiting for game five well and then also like is he really going to be do better than the guys that are you know in his position right now probably not and he's actually more of a defensive liability than those guys too uh i mean i don't know if duncan and, and those guys are really stopping people but well, i'm not saying duncan i'm talking about max and caleb martin and stuff gabe vincent's been playing great yeah I know these guys are all stepping up. Yeah, Gabe and uh, Caleb have really stepped their, you know, just kind of their reputations up, getting some more coin here out of this performance. Right. Oh, I'm getting something here in my uh, earpiece from the producer. He goes, it's time for the best bet. Mm. Here we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So one thing that's happened that I've noticed in this series is the pace of play has slowed way down. And the reason for that is I don't think the Heat want to get into a, a running match with the Nugs. The Nugs would love to run and gun. The Heat go, let's slow this down. Let's go possession by possession. And so they're getting way less possessions than normal, both teams. And the over-under last game was the same as this one, 215. And it got to 219. And we were just talking about how the Heat had to hit 49%. Both the teams combined were 88% from the free throw line. You know where I'm going with this one. If they don't call you Mr. Under for nothing. <laughs> They're going to slow things down, and we're going to take the the under in big Miami mm-hmm. for game three. Best better. Yeah, I mean, I think typically with playoff, playoff basketball, that's what it's kind of known for. It's like you have these long series where they get a grind on the film, and they start to know each other way better. It's not like as fast-paced and easy buckets. It's, it's playoff basketball. It's a little harder grind to score. Right. And guys are, like, playing harder defense, too. Yeah, they're into the games. They're like, let's do it here. 
But, you know, you just can't always default to the unders because they, you know, obviously the books know this the same thing. Like, we're not smarter than those guys in that sense. But but they say, um, so they drop the lines. I mean, 215 is nothing compared to these playoffs. You know, like the, the beginning of the series, some of them were in the 230s and stuff. So they know what's going on, too. But even then, like, this pace is, you know, extremely slow. Like it's slower than you know what most people thought. That's the Heat are really like, hey, dude, let's slow this bad boy down. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's more for the Heat's advantage. And then you know the Heat's at home, so you know they're more than likely to dictate their pace because they're at home. So we like the under two fifteen. Yeah, you go back like fifteen years or so. Like if both teams combined for two fifteen, that was like high scoring back then. Oh, dude, big time! Like the score used to be ninety three, ninety one. Yeah, and then they when they'd get around the hundo, you know, um, it was like okay, we get over a hundred and we win. It was like the free Taco Bell with your ticket stub. <laughs> well, that's before they called every little tic tac foul. Yeah, the hand checking and all that. And so now these guys go to the free throw line, and you know we we talked about that before. They they knock them down. They're like when these guys go to the free throw line, it's pretty much automatic. Even like you know, even the Joker's legit at them, and Bam's pretty good. Yeah, and like then you take your two big guys, and Aaron Gordon stepped it up in the playoffs for his free throws, at least you know some of the time. But yeah, they're not doing these crap. I mean, you used to have to like get a bloody nose for the refs to call foul back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, some of this guys need to toughen up a little bit, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I see. Mean, I'm sure they'll they'll address that flop stuff. I'll give you an example of how the how the younger generation. So today at basketball camp, they had uh, they had the high school players play knockout. You know that and knockout's a game where you know the guy in front of you shoots and you shoot behind him, and if you make it, you know first, then he's out anyway. So the kids were all cheering, and at the end, the guy that wins it. The high school player, his high school teammates go batshit and like start jumping all over him, cheering. And I look at one of our buddies, who, another one of the dads, I go, dude, there's no way back in our day we'd be going that crazy for winning a knockout game <laughs> in front of, you know, elementary kids. We would have been like, hey, nice job. All right, next drill. And these guys literally looked like they won the NBA championship. They weren't doing it to hype the kids up for camp? No, no, no. They, Dude, there's no way they're that good actors. And I'm just like, I look at my bud and I go, yep, that's the soft generation right there, bud. Was one of them filming it on the sideline to post it? Well, that's what our buddy said. Good call. He's like, dude, someone's probably filming it and they want to get on the Instagram and I'm like that's true too <laughs> everyone trying to get on the big YouTuber or Instagram right. or TikTok and whatever all those other garb garb ones are hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well it should be fun to watch yep so we're leaning with the nugs minus the two and a half the best bet under 215 and let's see the game is tomorrow wednesday and then is the next one not next one's probably not till saturday again they it might be friday no 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 it's definitely it's not. not friday i was gonna say it's either sunday or saturday but i think it's saturday oh yeah they can't go wednesday sunday it's, i bet it's saturday then yeah i mean that's already long enough jiminy christmas if it's it's the only show in town, like I mean, I'm sure they don't prefer the Friday nights. Oh, you know what? I take that back. You're right. It is the Friday night. Yeah. But listen how garbage this is. They don't even have it on the weekend. It goes Wednesday, Friday, and then Monday. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Okay. 
and then and then Thursday, Sunday, if it's needed. I don't think we're going seven. No, I don't think so either. Maybe six. Yeah, no, that could happen. Yeah, but the the Nugs should get one of these. Let's let's just say let's put that out there too. If the Nugs don't win number three, fire away on number four then, because they're gonna get one of these. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a nice little six game series here. Take us right into uh, the U.S. Open golf tourney next Ooh, week. Okay, so and should we let the the listeners know that we'll be able to provide a little? Uh, no, no, will we do the same? Will we do the finals and the U.S. Open? Probably. I think. Well, it depends on where this thing stands. But I think. Well, I think we can have time for one more hoop, one combined with the U.S. Open golf. Yeah, we'll be able to talk a little PGA and live joining forces merger. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it for me, big guy. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, looking forward to to tomorrow's game. Let's get this bad boy kicked off. But don't forget Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks, and uh, current information will be there about the games coming up. We will catch you guys next time. See ya.